0: Welcome to episode 23 of the Fisbo Smarts podcast. This is Steve Klein bringing you the best tips, tools, and techniques for learning to save thousands on your next home sale by doing it for sale by owner style, digitally and online. It's your hard-earned equity, right? So why not save the most you can and reap the reward of tens of thousands of dollars in the process? And on this episode, I'm going to go over my first for sale by owner experience. Yes, my first FISBO story. And it actually came out of necessity. Necessity, that is, for an expanding family. And I'll get into that in a second. But first, Many of you already know my story about helping my mom with her home sale, which is actually a home that I owned with my mom. It was our childhood home, the the home that I grew up in. And since my dad had passed away many years before, I uh, decided to go on the house with her just as a, a sort of security. She didn't want a living will or a living trust. She pretty much trusted us and wanted me to be on the home with her in case something should happen to her. Well, little did we know that years later she would break not one hip, but both hips, and end up having to live in an assisted living facility just because she couldn't even get around uh, that well and navigate the stairs that she had at her house. And then, of course, needing a walker uh, without some major remodeling, plus she'd need supervision there, it just wasn't happening. Well, the good news was with selling the house, we were able to offset all of those high costs of the assisted living facility and her health care costs. And now she's able to live there for an extended number of years because of our savings on the commissions. Because of those real estate commission savings, I was able to help my mom stay where she's at for another five years. That's five years of thriving and living in a community that's not only gracious in helping her, but but a place that she's happy about, a place where she's made friends. She could have her pet companion Hoppy with her, her little dog, and she's just happy and thriving. But of course, that wasn't our first Fizbo story. Our first Fizbo story, we would have to go back a few years before when we had an expanding family. With the arrival of our newborn baby son, we knew that things were getting a little tight. Not only that, we had my den, my desk, and my computer in our bedroom with us, which is something that we did out of necessity, but something I would really love to do is have a a den of our own. But we also needed a separate room just for, for the new baby. We wanted him to have a room of his own as he grew up. It really wasn't necessary at that given time, but we knew that the housing market was starting to go up at that time, and we thought if we didn't get into something now, we may just be priced out of the market years later, years down the road when he was older and he would have wanted a room of his own. And more importantly, my wife and I would want a room of our own because he would be in it with us. And so that wouldn't, that wouldn't be good at all either. So at first we looked to expand our existing home. But what we found is after getting a home improvement loan, we would be losing several square footage in the backyard. We also thought about putting an extended gazebo off of our deck and make a hot tub out there, which would be really fun. And we've always enjoyed hot tubs whenever we went on trips to the beach or vacations. So we knew it was totally doable and we could get an extra room put on our house. But as we started going through the finances, we realized that it actually wasn't going to be good at all. In fact, it was going to strap us a little bit for cash. By putting this extra room on, sure, we'd have an extra room on the house, but I'd get no den still, which again, wasn't a big showstopper, but we already had my wife's computer and her desk in the kitchen area, and mine was still in the bedroom. It's just things were really getting tight for our growing family like ours. So there was a point where we signed up for the loan, we qualified for the loan, and then We were feeling, I wouldn't say miserable about it, but we were really second-guessing ourselves. Like, were we making the right choice? Did we do the right things? We knew that the extra room would cut into area of the backyard that we uh, actually wanted to have a garden and a play area for the kids. And if we cut into more of the backyard, we we would be just giving up more of our, our yard and in this day and age where people are having huge, large houses and little backyards, we really wanted to strive for that preservation of our backyard. I had one growing up, and so I really valued it. The fact that you could grow your own garden, grow your own fruits and vegetables, can them for the winter. There's just so many benefits of a, of a, of a garden, but also a backyard to, for the kids to play in and run in, get all dirty and then come in and clean up maybe have a swimming pool one day in the backyard, you know, stuff like that. And so we were really, really contemplating it. Well, then there was one Sunday I remember vividly. We heard a sermon from a pastor that seemed to speak directly to my wife and I. Have you ever had that experience where you go to church or you go to a lecture on something and then that person just seems to speak to your heart of what the matter is of what you're dealing with? Well, that was our situation that night. In fact, my wife and I looked at each other like, oh my gosh, how does how did he know? Well, of course, you know, he didn't know. It was probably the good Lord above. And I'm a man of faith, so it really resonated with me. But what he read was a parable of a wise and foolish builder. It talked about the builder of the house and how you build things on solid foundation. And only a foolish man would build his house on sand. Well, the message went on, but the parable went on longer than that. But it's it just the message really resonated with me in that Sunday evening service. It seemed like it was speaking directly to my wife and I and in our situation. And so suddenly I realized, we too were building our house on sand, so to speak. I mean, we had no money or little money. We had little land, like we wanted to build and add on to the to the house. And after some research, we discovered that we could fully buy the larger house that we wanted on more of a solid foundation, if you will, with an extra bedroom and an extra den at a fraction of the cost that it would cost for our existing home to be renovated. This was a revelation, to say the least. And so what I did and what we did was we still got the home improvement loan, but we got it for a lot less. The only money we took out is the minimum money that was necessary to get our house spruced up and looked apart. And what I mean by looked apart is getting it ready to sell. There were some things and renovations that we had neglected over the years of owning our house. So after penciling the numbers and calculating the values and what we could afford, we realized that we could get into the house of our dreams with the den, with the extra bedroom, even maybe even with an extra bath, a newer home But here's the thing, we wanted to get the most house that we could knowing that the market was going up. Any dollar that we could save and that we could put towards this new house would just give us more of a value now rather than later. So I had bought my wife one of those new Beetle Bug cars, you know, those uh, Volkswagen Beetles. And I'm talking about the newly renovated Beetles that were coming out and popular around the between the year 2000 and 2010. Well, we still owed about I believe it was 7,000 and we looked them up on Kelly blue book and found out that they were still valued at roughly 10,000 because we had the turbo model and it was a special edition, but those cars really retain their value. But here's the thing with that loan on our, on our credit, we wouldn't be able to qualify for the full house, the, the full value that we could be qualified for if we had that debt on our, on our books. And we're talking the difference between like a couple hundred dollar car payment could mean tens of thousands of dollars in a house payment because of course the interest rates are a lot lower and they're over a longer period of time whereas a car of course is a short-term investment (laughs) okay notice how i said investment not really an investment but it's more of a a loan right because a car is a depreciating asset and so it's always going down in value So lucky for us, we put the car on the market and we put it on really early because we knew that we had a few months to get our house ready for sale. And by having our car off the books, so to speak, it would give us more of a buying power when we did go to buy our new home. So you got to think of terms of ahead of time. So when you're thinking about selling your own home, think about all of your other debt right now. What can you get rid of or eliminate? So for us, luckily, we found someone who wanted to buy that car, and we did get $10,000 off of it. So we not only were able to pay off our debt, but we had a little bit more in the bank. And we could use that money to fix up the house before we sold it or just have it in savings readily available. Because a lot of times that also looks good to have money in savings, especially if you're going to qualify for a new home. So once we did that, we got rid of uh oh we got rid of another credit card debt. We had a small debt and with the refinance that we took out the money for the home improvements, you can use that money for whatever you want. And what we did is we chose to pay off a credit card debt and they will allow that. In fact, when you do a refinance, a lot a lot of times they're asking you what well what do you want to do with that money? Now the, the here's the sad thing, even though if you're paying off a credit card debt, they will still consider that as debt when you qualify for your refinance. So just keep that in mind when you're re- when you're qualifying for any loan. They're going to look at the debt you have and regardless if you're going to use that to pay off that debt, they still see that as a as a debt potential. And if you could reborrow against that debt, then they're not going to... Well, they're still going to consider it and they're, they're not going to consider it fully paid off. So just keep that in mind. So anyway, for our story, we decided... That this is the route we were going to do. And we just went in 150%. I mean, we just went all out. And every day after work and after my my company, my media company that I work for, all my side hustle work, I just focused on this house and getting it ready. And we spent, I mean, hours on detail. For the next four months, we spent all of our time getting this house ready, be it finishing up our deck on the back, restaining it, making sure the house looked clean and immaculate. Some of the things I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, things like starting with our episode 1 where we started taking down all of the personal belongings, taking down our pictures, our personal pictures, our family pictures and putting up generic pictures, generic home interior decorations and things like this that would make the the house really pop and really shine and express itself rather than us expressing our own personal style. I mean our style is important and your style is important as well, but when you're selling your house, again, you want to make sure it's generic. So we went through that process. We also remodeled our bathroom. Something we've been wanting to do for a long time is to replace the, uh, the linoleum flooring. It really looked bad and dated. And we just hadn't done it for all the years that we had lived there. But here it is. We're thinking about selling it. And we thought, you know what? We finally have to do this. And so here's the thing. I, we did it. And we only got to enjoy it for a couple of months before our house sold. And I say that because if you have some projects that you've been putting off, don't put them off. Make a list of what you really want to do and do them now. In fact, that's another tip here I'd give you is that if you're looking to sell your home, which is probably why you hopped onto this podcast, do all of the things that you need to do to your home ASAP. Don't let it wait. This is looked highly upon when you're getting appraisals or when you're selling your home or when you even buy a home, you always look for what the homeowner has kept up on in maintenance. No, that's not to say that the house wasn't kept up. I mean, the house was kept up, except for that one room. We just didn't do that room for some reason or another. I guess we just thought it was just too big of a project, but it ended up not being too bad. It was kind of fun, really. But our story begins there with generifying, staging, setting up our house, preparing our house for the sale. And the other cool thing was we started doing work around the yard. Edging the grass, making sure the grass was mowed, trimming my bushes, laying new bark dust, everything you would need to do to get that house looking spruced up in the front and the backyard and inside and out. And these are the kind of things that I've walked through with you in our past episodes. Things like the plan. I mean, we had to have the plan originally. And originally, remember, the plan for us was to expand our existing home. But after we looked at it, we we knew that was not the way to go. And we could actually get more of a house if we paid off our debt, one. Two, if we improved our existing home and sold our existing home. And then three, and this is a kicker, if we sold the house for sale by owner. Because if we didn't sell the house for sale by owner, we wouldn't save that almost nearly $20,000 that we needed to buy our, our next new home. Because with the loan and the qualifications, we wouldn't have been able to qualify for that higher house payment and that higher, uh, that higher loan amount. And that higher loan amount, it wasn't that much, but it made all the difference in the world. What it meant for us is we could afford that extra den, that extra room for the den. We knew this house may be the house that we would live in for the rest of our lives. So we wanted to make sure that we had the most value that we could absolutely get out of it. Now, will it end up being the house that we live in for the rest of our lives? Maybe, maybe not. But for now, I can tell you we've been here for years, and we are still loving it. The house that we bought years ago is still our house today. It's not a big mansion. It's a fairly modest house. But it had those extra rooms that we needed at the time and that we still use to this day. It had a little bit of the luxuries without being a big luxurious home. It had... Uh, an entryway with a vaulted ceiling. That was one of the checklists on our box. Well, it's not vaulted ceilings all over, but it has this one vaulted area, check. And then we had a skylight in one of the bathrooms. We thought it'd be really cool to have a house with skylights. we said, check. And so we had just different things. We had the den that we wanted. We had the extra room for our new baby boy. It even had a jetted tub off the master bedroom. Now it wasn't a hot tub, but it was close, close enough for us. And it had hardwood floors. Now my wife and I had danced a number of years and so we thought wouldn't it be cool to have a a house with hardwood floors in it and these were real wood not pergo and to us that meant something it was really is really special. It even had a large deck in the back. Now the deck meant something to my wife and I because we spent a lot of time on our existing home building our own deck. We actually went to a class and built our deck off the back of our house. It was a level deck but it the, the property sloped down a little bit, so it went from level with the house to the ledger board against the right before the back, the back sliding glass door that we had, and then it would slope down to where it was about a foot and a half off the off of the uh, off of the floor. So we'd have a little landing area with some stairs, but we built that ourselves, and it, it looked pretty good, if I might say so myself. And here's the thing: when we bought the new home, our new house, it had a huge deck. Now, we didn't have to build that, but the fact that it had a deck was really something special to us, and it was a multi-tiered deck, a three-tiered deck. So we knew that this was uh, not only the right house for us, but it was also the house that was meant to be, because it, the, how how we got to our new home is a whole other story, because there was a lot of research that we went through. I mean, we we were willing to move to an area that was even 20 to 30 miles away from where we currently lived. That's how important getting the right house was to us. And maybe I'll share that with you in another episode. But this was the main reason and our main story of why we sold our house, our very first home, for sale by owner. Now, there's more to the story, and I might share that as well in a future episode. There's the stories about the realtors that came by, and some of them were, were nice, but some of them were quite rude, in fact. Some of them challenged us saying, oh, Good luck. We noticed that a lot of for sale by owners call us in a couple weeks. And the funny thing was, two weeks later, we had sold our home. Yeah, that's right. Our first home sale, we were able to sell our home within two weeks. That was incredible. It was a great feeling. And even the guy that bought it from us was so ecstatic that we had such detail on this home. Him and his wife were going to move in and he loved our attention to detail so much so that he didn't even want a home inspection done which I always encourage people to do especially if they're buying for sale by owner but he said I can tell you our attention to detail and I don't even have to do that like he he didn't even want an inspection report and this could be your situation as well as long as you have an attention to detail about your own home and what you know needs to be done then that attention to detail will really pay off in the long run it will earn respect of those viewing your home and especially those that will want to buy your home. In fact, that, that's an enticement to buy your home, right? I'd rather buy a home from a person that's really uh, has an attention to detail, can tell me all about the home. And just by your, your feel and your look and your view of what's going on, you can tell if this person has really taken care and maintained their home. Now, there's some situations where obviously you you can't due to maybe financial burdens or due to other situations. Maybe you can't update certain things on your home. And that's okay because, again, all things are negotiable, right? So if you have to sell your home and you don't have the time or the means to get it prepared like you would want to, just do your best. That's all you can ever do, right, is your best. And then everything after that becomes a negotiating point. And if, for example, maybe you need a paint job on the front and you just think, well, I guess I, I got to do the paint, and, but I just haven't got to it. Do it. Because even though it's a little extra work, it means so much down the road. In fact, home improvements that are very simple, such as a paint job or things like that, that's something that you could do, add like ten to $20,000 value onto your home. It's that curbside appeal that I talked about. Now, this could even be for interior paint as well. So I guess what I'm saying is there's little things that you can do to spruce up your home and make the most out of it. And that's what we did with our house. So hopefully this was an inspiration to you that, yes, you too can sell your own home for sale by owner. Now, obviously, your goals and your dreams and your ambitions are different than mine. And your price for your home and your goals for your next home may vary, but you get the idea. It all starts with a plan. So plan now for your future. Plan the vision of what you want. Plan out what you're going to do from this point forward in your home sale. This has been Steve Klein. I hope this episode has been helpful to you. If you found value, please subscribe and give us a great review. We'd love to hear from you as well. Make sure you go to Fizbosmarts.com. Drop us an email or make sure you visit our toolkit page, fysbosmarts.com forward slash toolkit. Until next time, we'll see you in the next episode.